We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show. Presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show. Presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. If you ever want to know why I love high school athletics so much, it's shows like this. It's playoff time, so there's, you know, it's it's the agony of defeat sometimes. It's, it's you know, we're moving on, winning and, and continue, losing, go home. And I very seldom, uh, when I started this show, I'd have to beg guys to come on. Very seldom. Did I just go, look, you have to come on this show because I have to talk about this story. But Jeff Trask, the, the softball coach at Oak Creek, we had, uh, we had his seniors and a junior in studio a couple of weeks ago, and I had, I've gotten more comments, including from my wife, about that show, about how fun these girls were and how much they cared about each other and, and how great ambassadors they were for Oak Creek softball. And so I have to tell you, where I don't have a dog in the fight, but I was rooting for them. And I couldn't sleep that night, got to the office, and this is Thursday at midnight, and right away, the first thing I did was go and look at, at scores. And I saw they won 7-6, to six, and as I started, my eyes started to slide down and look at other scores, I went back and went, whoa, in 15? They won in 15, and then I talked to Jeff Trask because I couldn't get the box score. Now I have it, and I begged him. I said, Jeff, I don't care how you do it. I need to start the show with this thing. I have to. I was getting goosebumps as he was telling me about it, and you realize why you love doing this stuff. And the second segment today, we're going to talk to Brianna Rickett, who um, bottom of the 14th, two strikes, and I've watched this. In fact, I showed Mitch, my producer, as soon as he walked in studio, I go, you got to see this. You got to see her. And she crushed it. And my favorite part of that video was the on, the, the girl who's hitting next on deck because she was so, when she came into the shot, she was so excited when that ball left the park. Jeff Trask, head baseball, head softball coach at Oak Creek, excuse me, Man, have you slept yet, by the way, since Thursday? <laughs> I got a little bit last night. I don't have much of a voice, but I, I, I did get some sleep last night, finally. Man, when I talked to you yesterday, Coach, you sounded exhausted. And I started asking some questions. You said, look, Mike, I ran out of room. I, I, I can tell you what happened here and happened there. One of the big things was Kenosha Indian Trail decided they were going to bunt. Yeah, they had an absolute great game plan, and uh, their kids, they executed exactly what their coach needed them to do. And We knew they were a great hitting team, uh, but they've struggled to hit Riley's power pitching, 
And so for them to change it up like that and use their speed to, to try to put pressure on our defense, I, I, my hat's off to Matt and his entire team. I, I thought they they really put uh, – they changed the game. They totally changed the game and uh, forced us to do things that we were a little uncomfortable with because um, we had to play defense for one of the first times all season. We had to play defense for 15 innings. Man. And um, that was that was a challenge, but yeah. Hey, Coach, when I talked to Brianna last night, I said, how you doing? She goes, well, I, I, I'm kind of tired and sore. I caught like 15 innings, and I said, <laughs> I bet you are. She said, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I was. I have to be honest, I think I was more excited uh, to talk about that hit than she was. She was like, yeah, I, I hadn't hit one all year, but I, I felt like you know I hit it. But I said, when did you know? She goes, not until I rounded first and I saw the umpire doing the home run um thing and she and I watched it and I'm not kidding I probably watched it six times in the last two days now and I went to the Facebook page for Oak Creek softball and then I watched part of the game but I went right to where I thought it would be and I was right there and uh, coach I can't tell you when when we had talked about this and you said look and and athletics is is tough sometimes sometimes you you feel like this thing is over and I was watching the girls infield from Indian Trail, and and you could tell, Coach, they were so excited when she hit that. It took took the the, the breath right out of them, um, and and that's kind of what this is, right? This is why we do this kind of stuff because there's peaks and valleys, and there's great things, and there's things that you know. There are games that I coached where I still I won't go back and watch the game tape because I know that there's some mistakes I made as a coach, and we lost, and I don't want to see that. But I'll tell you what, when she hit that thing and she got it solid, your whole bench, that was as I just smiled, Coach. And I, I just, I, it had to be incredible. She was down. She had two strikes, bottom of the 14th. You guys are down one, and she hit it to tie it. Now you got to go back out there, gain composure, and get three outs. And you did that without them scoring. And then you come up and score a run. I, I just can't imagine the feeling for you and your staff when that thing finally ended. I, I, I still can't believe it. You know, to be honest with you, the, just the like you said, the ups and downs emotionally of that entire game. We had the lowest of lows, and we had the highest of highs, like for the entire 15 innings. And we, we talked about it afterwards um, before we got in the vans and drove home. That's a moment that no one there. I think both teams, I can speak for both teams on that. No one there will ever forget that, umpires included. No one will forget that that kind of uh, atmosphere. It was just, it was a beautiful night, beautiful crowd, the energy there, everything. And then just um, the the way <laughs> we had the game won in the seventh, um, and then we lost it. Indian Trails had the game almost in hand in the in the in the 14th, and then we we somehow clawed back, and then to to cap it off in the 15th, it was just it, it talked about an unbelievably emotionally draining experience. I honestly don't know if I'll recover from that, Coach. And, and when I told you when we were talking that I literally had goosebumps, I, I did. I I just was was. This is the reason stuff like this, stories like this, is the reason that I'm so fully invested in talking about this kind of stuff, because the lessons that are learned on both sides. And look, if I'm talking to girls from from Indian Trail, they're going to tell me, look, I don't want to talk about it. There are no lessons learned here. But years from now, there there are there. You know what? You've got it. You've got to play to for every pitch. 
and and you never know what's going to happen. The best reality TV show ever is to go watch this Oak Creek Indian Trail game. Like there are so many different things going on throughout that entire game, and and now you know at what's going to happen at the end. But man, to get to the end, I don't have three hours, and that's what that game was. But I kept going to different parts of it, Coach, and it really was just a pleasure. There were some really good plays that were made during that game. Oh, absolutely! I, like I said, they 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 forced us to play defense, which is we've been preparing all season long for that because we know Riley's a strikeout pitcher, and and you know she'll average sixteen, seventeen strikeouts a game, so we don't have to play a ton of defense. But we know that that moment, we knew all along that moment was coming, that we were going to be forced to to have to, to rely on our defense. I, I thought our, our corners played a phenomenal, they, they did a great job. Madison Hoagland and Olivia Jostin, our second baseman, who early in the game we had her covering first base with all the bunting that they did, all the moving parts that we had going on, uh, just the hustle that, 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 that we had to play with. We had to play with an incredible speed on defense. Our shortstop, Madison Knoll, came up huge with, with just play after play at shortstop, picking the ball and making strong throws to get those outs. Our catcher, Brianna, like you said, she caught 15 innings. I, I hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned that. Um, our outfielders were locked in. We had a we had one play at the plate. We had balls hit to the outfield with more regularity than we were used to. And we, we tried to talk to – our, you know, we talked through the game. Our game plan typically is try to eliminate stressful outs. And uh, I, I thought in that game we had 45 stressful <laughs> outs. It was every at bat, every every out. It just everything was important. Every single play, and I think that uh, Indian Trails can say the same thing. Every at bat, every out was was stressful. It just the whole time was you're on the edge of your seat. Uh, I, I I do I, I checked my heart rate at some point. It was probably the fifth or sixth inning, and I was pecked over a hundred. And I know I'd been there for <laughs> quite a while. So hey, uh, definitely, Co- Coach. When when we had um, the the four seniors and and the junior in studio um, on on the air, two of them mentioned Indian Trail. Off the air, they they a couple of them said, "Look, they're really good." You know, we uh, look as Oak Creek, Oak Creek kids. You know, you, you were Franklin is the team that we're supposed to always want to beat the most, and that we do. But understand that Indian Trail is a really, really good team, and it's it's going to be a difficult challenge if if we get to play them. And they were right, man. It was a really difficult challenge, but the amount of respect that your girls had for that program was through the roof. They weren't afraid of them coach but they knew i mean they they called it right out they said this this team is is going to be a problem for us yeah they top one to one through nine those kids can really hit the ball i i had a team several years ago that could hit the ball one through nine hit a lot of home runs and i this team from indian trail i i thought really very similar to to that team that i had a few years ago and they they had great senior leadership I think their entire infield, all seniors, and they played. They, they played fantastic defense. They had excellent pitching, um, and and top down, top top of the lineup down. Every one of those kids could hit the ball. So, I mean, you, you, they had a they had a great season. 
it's too bad that we had to play each other in, in the sectional final and not in the state tournament because I, you know, I thought that was, those are two really excellent teams that we just happen to be in the same conference. We happen, happen to be in the same part of the state. And, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that somebody had to come out of that game a loser because I think both, both teams, including the kids on the bench, um, everybody left everything on that field on, on Thursday night, everything. Hey, Coach, um, I was uh, here at the, the, the station. I was at work till about 4.45 on Thursday. And on Wednesday, I knew I was going to be at the office till around 5. And I was fully planning to come watch part of this game. And then I, I went online and said, oh, it's in Kenosha. I, I'm not if I leave at five with traffic, I'm not gonna get there till the seventh inning. I should have came. I could have I would have saw, you know, an entire game by the time I got there. But that for you guys to be the one seed and have to go to Kenosha and play against Indian Trail, look, these things are set up and I understand that. But man, that 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 kind of is a little bit of a head scratcher, but it is what it is, and you go play where they tell you to play, but there weren't lights. And a no. big, a big Kenosha crowd was there um, cheering Indian Trail, and I know the Oak Creek faithful showed up really well um, too. But it, it it made it a little bit difficult. And then it's getting dark. And did you guys have a discussion? If you guys don't score in the fifteenth, we're going to have to close this up. We did, yeah. I I was I had talked to the umpires the inning prior because the sun was definitely setting and. Um, it, we we all had kind of come to the understanding, and I was a little nervous that Indian Trail was going to have a little bit more daylight to hit in the fifteenth than we were because it was it was getting dark quickly. So I wanted to know what was what the plan was. Um, there was a little bit of talk that there's possibility of suspending the game, and and it had Indian Trail scored and it felt like it was too dark, then we suspend it. We oh, go back to the that inning. That would have changed the game. Um, so after that 15th, if we hadn't, if we hadn't come away with that run to win the game, uh, we were getting, we were getting, we were packing up, we were going home and then we were coming back on Friday to finish it, which that would have changed the, the game. You know, everybody's got to sleep on that and, and we got to get warmed back up. We have to travel there and back again. I think that, uh, that would have put our backs against the wall both pitchers. I can't imagine how sore both kids were. The next day, after you know, both kids faced sixty plus batters. Wow! Both threw right around two hundred pitches. Um, you know, so just think about that for a minute. How how that they would have felt the next day, and we would have had to try to play a game again. So, boy, to get that run across and and get in those vans, I and I talked to her and I said, "What was the trip home?" She said, "You know, we were in vans, so we were separated." I don't know about the other van. Our van was having some fun. I can tell you that. Hey, Coach, we could talk about 20 different plays throughout, but that play to cut that girl home at the plate, I believe that was the 14th, correct? Correct, yeah. They, so they they got a run. They had a great um, – they had a leadoff double, and then we had to – we intentionally walked the kid to try to get um, – we had, we had a batter coming up that had been pretty hot, so we didn't want to let her win the game. Um so we, we we walk her. They get a bunt to to move runners over to second and third, and then they get a single to right. And the the lead score, the lead runner scores, and and the trail runner tried to to get in there too. Our outfielder had to throw right on the money, and I just just got oh. the, the runner at home. And that that out may have been 
the most important out in the whole game because if, if we don't get that out, then we're we're down two. And obviously, Brianna in the in the in the bottom of the 14th hits a solo shot. She doesn't hit a two run shot. She hits a solo shot. So who knows what happens after that? Coach, I that that out and and that if you go down two, I think I think the thing's over. I do. And 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 look, everything changes. But when you get that out. Now the team is like, okay, we just need one. Let's get one to tie this thing. But then, the, you know, your three and four hitter both make it out. And Brianna, who has not hit a home run yet this year until then, steps up with two strikes. And, and man, she got all that thing. I'm telling you, she hit that thing on the screws and took off running like a dog was chasing her. And when she rounded first base and all of a sudden slowed down just a tad when she saw it, I am telling you, Coach, that part for me, the on-deck hitter, was just my favorite part. How excited. And then the whole team came. And it was cool because they all waited for her to make sure she hit home plate. And then they just mobbed her. And you could see the infielders from Indian Trail putting their heads down going, oh, man, you know what? I can't believe that just happened. Hey, Jeff, I can't thank you enough. Um, I'm taking full credit for this win. You know, it must have been the great the, the uh, pep talk that Mitch and I gave uh, to these girls before they left. Well, first they sang the school fight song, and then they left. And I can tell you it was a great group. Good ambassadors for you and your staff and Oak Creek Softball, I'll tell you that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You bet. You, hey, go. Don't talk anymore today, so you're ready to go on Thursday. <laughs> We're going to get to a break. Our other side of the break, we've been talking about Brianna Rickard and, the, and, and this hit. We're, she's going to join us, and we've got to get her uh, get her on the air and then off because she's got a hair appointment. She told me this is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wind in my hair, I feel part of everywhere. Underneath my bin is a road that disappears. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented, as always, by our friends at your local pick-and-save stores. Man, I, I'm telling you, I was so excited to talk to Jeff Trask and, and the head coach from, from uh, Oak Creek and that game, and I went and watched it. I watched a number of the plays, and that home run that Brianna Rickard hit, I've probably watched six times now, and I see something new each time. And I asked Brianna to give us a couple of minutes today, and she said, of course, so I appreciate that. Brianna, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, have you have you gone back and watched it? Yes, I have a couple times. Actually. Hey, it's your favorite. Like I know your favorite part is is when you're on to first base and you see the umpire giving the home run signal. My favorite part, two things. One, first of all, you hit that thing right on the screws, man. You hit that thing. It was a line shot and it went a long way. I loved the on deck hitter. The excitement that she had, Brianna, was so fun for me, and how the whole team came out, but they just backed up and let you hit the home, hit, hit home, 
and then they just went a little crazy. Um, I enjoyed that. As a, as a, as a former coach, I watched a lot that inning of the infielders from Kenosha Indian Trail, and I'll tell you what they were. They, if I could have talked to them before you hit it, they would have said we're going to state. I can't believe it, but we're going to state. And then you hit that one, and I I just uh, the the whole agony of defeat and and the celebration of of a great win. Um, it just has it sunk in with you yet that your first home run this year was a, in a game like that? Not really. It still feels like unbelievable. I had to go on my camera roll and look the next day and see if it was actually real. <laughs> so it felt like a dream. Hey, Brandon, when talking to Coach Trask, I had made a comment that I think you tagging the player out in the top of the 14th. To, to get an out at home, to only be down one, was as big a play defensively as any play that was made in that game. Oh, yeah, I agree. Well, Emma Schmidt had, like, a perfect throw from right field, and then I saw her and got her before she was able to touch home plate, even though she hit, or she slid head first. I still got her somehow. A- Emma Schmidt is right. That throw she yeah. had was on the money, right on the yes, dive. They were just perfect. And you got to give a lot of credit because, look, not only the throw, but to be able to to catch, to catch it and make the tag, it, that's not an easy thing to do. If you've never done it, you see, you you watch you watch baseball or softball, and you think, well, that's a, a simple play. It's not. You you got to move the mask out of the way. You got to be watching the runner and the throw, and for you to make an, uh, the perfect catch and tag her. Um, I think that that as much as anything and your home run, obviously, you know, got you guys the win. And I got to give that right fielder a lot of credit, man. That was a perfect throw. Yes, it was. Hey, I told Jeff, by the way, I said, when I talked to Brianna, I said, how you doing? And I said, Jeff, she said to me, I'm a little sore. I caught 15 innings last night. And he said, I never even thought of that. He told me he was going to get you guys to run a little bit at yesterday's practice. Did he do that? Yeah, we ran the foul poles for a long time. <laughs> did did you did you happen to put your hand up and say, "Hey, coach, like I, I'm kind of sore from catching 15 innings"? No, if everyone else had to run, I was going to no matter what. Man, good for you. Hey, um, when we had uh, the Five Oak Creek girls in studio a couple of weeks ago, they they talked about Kenosha Indian Trail and the amount of respect that you guys have for that program and how good that team was. Uh, obviously, as much respect as you can give to another team, you certainly have for that group. Yes, they're a very good team. Yeah, they're really good. Hey, um, heading to Madison on on Thursday, and you'll find out today who you guys play. Um, it doesn't really matter. You guys are just going to play whoever they put in front of you, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm, there's obviously going to be a very good teams there, but I think our team's ready for them. Hey, on um, against Indian Trail and looking at the box scores, um, I think. Let me look here. You were two two for seven. Have you ever have you ever been up to the plate? In fact, you may have been up eight times. Have you ever been up to the plate in a game that many times? No, I have not. <laughs> Man, how fun was that? It was really fun seeing her that many times. I think that's what ultimately prepared me for the home run was seeing her pitches that many times. Yeah, I poof. I'll tell you what, you caught that thing really, really well. And I don't know how where it landed, 
it didn't go real high. It was a line shot that uh, the camera was was not where I could see where it landed, but got to feel awfully good about uh, about the way you hit that thing. Um, able to now just kind of get ready and, and, and get a couple of good night's sleeps and then get get uh, get ready to go to Madison on Thursday. Um, b- b- look, you're on a big stage now, right? Now let's go. If, if we're going to get there, we might as well go finish the deal. Yeah, we just can't be satisfied with that game. We have to know that there's still good teams in front of us that we have to get through to get to the state championship. There, there are really good teams, and and right now I like you guys. You know what? I, and again, I'm taking full credit for the win. Just so you know, even though this is the first <laughs> time I've ever talked to you, isn't that just that's sad, isn't it? I I need more in my life, Brianna, than that. Hey, um, Brianna Rickard, congratulations! If you want to see this hit. You want to see what we're talking about? Go to the Facebook page. Go Oak Creek Softball. And it's a three-hour game. If you go towards the end, you'll figure it out. Two outs, bottom of the 14th, Oak Creek down one, two strikes. And she she connected on one to uh, send it to the 15th inning, and they went out and got the win. Brianna, thanks a lot for your time today. Um, good luck up in Madison. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. You did great. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, head baseball coach at Whitefish Bay. Uh, We're going over to baseball for a little bit here. We'll talk to Jay. We'll also talk to the Gatorade Wisconsin Player of the Year. On the other side, this is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hey, stick around 11 o'clock. We're going to have our first guest talking Rick Majerus stories. Bob Luce is going to join us, and uh, we're going to do one segment today on on some, some Rick Majerus stories that we can say on the air. And he... Uh, I thank their foundation for sponsoring this show. And, and if you listen to the commercials, I I was a huge Rick Majerus fan. In fact, I wanted to be him growing up. And, and we'll talk to Bob at 11 o'clock, his favorite Rick Majerus story. Right now, we're joined by the head baseball coach at Whitefish Bay. They beat uh, Tosa West 9-1 to in the regional final. And getting ready to play Homestead at home coming up on June 7th. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. So far, so good, right? Yeah, no complaints on our end. Everything's going pretty well so far. Well, and you know, if you're going to, in typical WIA fashion, I guess we have to do it this way sometimes. You get a chance now to play a team that you're, you're, you know, you know that you've played Homestead and they're in your conference. And, and uh, how are you feeling about the game on Tuesday? It should be a good game on Tuesday. You know, we played them twice. They're one of our two losses. Um, you know, so the guys definitely, it's something that they were hoping that, that Homestead won. So, you know, we got another shot at them. So the guys are all looking forward to it. That's good. Um, and health-wise, you guys are, you guys are, everybody's good? Everybody's healthy? Yep, everybody's ready to roll. Um, everything's lined up with pitching-wise with, with Mitch and DJ and, and Michael for Monday. So we're ready to roll. Hey, when, um, when this team has look, you've gotten out to the sectional semis, and you look at everybody in that bracket. It's a it's a really good, 
uh, bracket as far as teams, Coach. You got it. I got to tell you, it uh, it's not going to be easy to get to where you want to go. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. I mean, all three teams that are in here, are good teams. Everybody's got good pitching. You know, all four teams in there. So, you know, I think whoever gets out of there, it's going to be the team that's going to make the fewest mistakes and you know capitalizes on any mistakes that the other team makes. So. It's anybody's ball game for sure on it, Tuesday when we get there. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's it's funny because the the everything stayed to form the one the the one two three and four. Um, no, actually, Tosa East beat Brook Central, so Tosa yeah. East the seven um, knocked off Brookfield Central. So it's Menominee Falls against Brookfield Central or against Tosa East, excuse me, at uh, at one o'clock. You guys play at ten o'clock, and then the winner. We'll play at uh, four o'clock. And coach, I know we've had this conversation in the past. You know, do do you throw your ace that first game? I I would I would think that you guys just you know let's not worry about game two until we get through game one, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the ace is standing right next to me as we're talking right now, and uh, I think if I told him that he wasn't going to throw, he would probably tackle me, put me in a headlock <laughs> and a chokehold, and until I said he was going to throw, so. No, you're absolutely right. There, there's no way. I, it wouldn't matter who we were playing. Mitch is getting the ball that first game, and you got to get to the second one. So, you know, the kids know we don't play for tomorrow. It's today. Well, and speaking of Mitch, not only is he going to be throwing that first game, but um, he was just named the Gatorade Wisconsin Boys Baseball Player of the Year. And, and Coach, I don't know if everybody understands that Gatorade doesn't just look at the guy with the best stats and they name him that. They look at the whole the whole picture. They look at academics and they look at at baseball, and then they decide. And so this, for me, when 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 someone's named the Gatorade Player of the Year, that means a lot to a guy like me because that, that means they're a true student athlete. Absolutely. I mean, I think well, you know with Mitch and everybody else when you watch him play, just watching him play in the numbers, you know, pitching and and uh, his hitting stats and all that stuff, they speak for themselves, but it's the things that he does off the field, you know, with working with the kids and giving, you know, lessons, hitting lessons, pitching lessons, hanging around with the younger guys and, you know, Little League and Junior Dukes and stuff. And, you know, also getting it done in the classroom, you know, being an honor roll student. And as you know, you don't get into Michigan if you're not a good student. So 100%. He, he just he just does everything the right way and, you know, couldn't be more proud to say that. You know, I'm his coach. Hey, we're going to have him around. We're going to talk to him in a minute. Question for you: on on May 27th, you guys played Tosa West. Yes. And then, and you lost to him three to one, and mm-hmm. then came back and beat him nine to one. Um, so I'm, I, I guess that the the May 27th, without looking at the box score, did you know that that that's the team you were going to be playing a few days later? Yep. Yeah, we did, and it was. You know, I give Coast Coast West credit. You know, they came in, they played, and they beat us. And I know our guys were looking ahead a little bit to the tournament. But, you know, you have to give Sam and those guys credit. You know, they came in, and, you know, we don't lose here very often. I think that's only the second time we've lost here in about four or five years. So, you know, they came in. They got us that day. You know, you tip your hat. But, you know, we knew the more important one was going to be on Thursday. You know, we took care of business on Thursday. No doubt. Hey, Coach, really, thank you so much for your time. Uh, if you could pass the phone over to our Gatorade Player of the Year, I'd appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having us on, Mike. Appreciate yeah, it. you betcha. Thank you. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Hey, good, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, congratulations on, on being named the Gatorade Wisconsin Player of the Year. I was telling your coach that that one means a lot to me. 
You, because Thank Gatorade you. doesn't just look at stats and they pick whoever they think has the best stats. They look at, at a lot of different things mm-hmm. uh, before they name their, their player of the year, and it's academics and community stuff, and then what's on the field. And and to be the Wisconsin Boys Baseball Player of the Year through Gatorade is a really big honor, and I, I congratulate you for that. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Man, yeah. Hey, um, he just I said, who's getting the ball against Homestead? He said, "Hey, if I don't say Mitch, he's going to yeah. tackle me, man." So yeah. you're uh, you're ready to go. Arms feeling pretty good, and, yep. and come Tuesday, you'll be throwing BBs. Yeah, feeling healthy. You know, trying to focus in. You know, just really imagining what's going to go on in the game before the game actually happens. Um, just preparing myself ever since I found out we were playing them. Hey, that um, on May second, so a little bit more than a month ago, they came to Cahill Park and and they beat you guys six to five. Yep. Um, your coach said, "Look, our players were hoping that they would get here because we we want a chance to 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 get to them again. Yeah. And we've had good games with them, but this is one that's kind of stuck in our crowd a little bit. Um, so feeling pretty good. You guys, have, look, you've played Homestead in your career probably ten times at this point. Yeah. And so you know what the, you know what they have. Did you throw against them on May second? I got to throw against them the game before uh, May second. I was at third. Okay, so the the, the April sixth, the sixteen to three win against them. Yeah. Um, and so I've got a feeling that when that game ended, in your mind you thought, boy, if we get a chance to play them again, I'm getting up on the bump. Oh yeah. You know we we get we got a vengeance game against them. You know they left us with a bad taste in our mouth. And uh, we got to get him back for it, man. This—I'll uh, tell you what—you want to see some pretty good baseball over at. It's going to be at Brookfield Central, but that uh, that game against Homestead and that whole day. Do you like that? Do you like days like this where if you guys win, you get a chance to get right back and play again? Yeah, I mean, summer ball—it was kind of like that. You know, you'd you'd win and then you'd stay at the field, go to concessions, get a burger or something, and then watch other teams play, and then it's right back to it. And your game, look, you um, you guys play at ten o'clock, so like you're right. You'll uh, if you guys get that win, you'll go over and watch Menominee Falls and Tosa East a little bit. Yeah. But you know what? You got to shut it down, relax a little bit, and then a couple hours later, get back and and get it going again. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a, certainly for you. You know, you'll you'll throw the first one if you guys are, are are lucky enough to win. You'll probably head over to third base. You don't have to worry yeah. too much about about that you won't you won't be able to pitch after that correct for no. for a couple yeah, days I won't be able to for um up until state yeah if but you know we gotta gotta make sure we get this one first yeah 100 percent. you know any teams that start looking past anybody is and you know that from last year you know i'm not bringing up old wounds or anything but you <laughs> know that uh but whitefish bay knows it from last year and and uh you got to take every game that's ahead of you. Yeah. Certainly, the fact that it's Homestead. If it was, you know, somebody not in your conference. If it was like a Brookfield East or a Brown Deer, you know, you guys. I don't know if there'd be that much. Like, man, we 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 know these guys, and and the rivalry yeah. between Whitefish Bay and Homestead in a lot of different sports is really a solid rivalry. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a dogfight. You know, both of us both of us want to win this real bad, and it's. It's going to be whoever whoever wants more is going to come out on top. 100%. 10 o'clock over at Brookfield Central on June 7th. 1 o'clock, Menominee Falls against Tosa East. And the winner of those two games, 4 o'clock with a chance to go to state. 
Again, those games are at Brookfield Central Tuesday, and uh, I I have a sales meeting at nine forty five. I got to maybe I maybe I'm starting to feel sick or something. You know, maybe I, I somehow I got to I got to call in, and I shouldn't be saying that out of the air, but I'd sure like to get over to watch yeah. that uh, ten o'clock game. Uh, that's uh, that's for sure. Hey, um, hitting wise, you've been hitting pretty well lately. Yep, I've been feeling good. Good. Well, yeah. I yeah, I don't feel bad for Homestead, pal. <laughs> I'm not feeling bad for them at all. Hey, Mitch, again, congratulations on on being the Gatorade Player of the Year. It is an honor that you know guys that understand what that is really think very highly of it and could not have gone to a better a better candidate. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you, you. Good luck on Tuesday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, the head baseball coach at Pewaukee, Adam Doberstein, is going to join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by your local pick and save stores. Matt, I like I said, I love this time of year. Love talking to coaches that are still playing and the head baseball coach at Pewaukee, the Pirates, man. It's been a heck of a couple of years to be a, a Pirate fan in all kinds of different sports. And baseball is no exception. Uh, they are playing at Racine St. Catharines against Thomas Moore, uh, the one seed Pewaukee playing against the one seed Thomas Moore uh, coming up on this Tuesday and they're playing down there at one o'clock. Our guest for this segment is Adam Doberstein. Adam, how you been? I've been great, Mike. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, you guys, uh, any, any surprises? I know that coming into the year, you thought you guys had a chance to be pretty good and, and uh, everything going, going um, as planned, correct? Yeah, we've had a really nice year. Um, you know, I think we, you know, we, we lost a few games this year, some some tough games that I think we learned from, um, but uh, just really played well here down the stretch and, and had a couple of really nice wins this week. Very fun, very exciting for the kids. So. Yeah, 22-6 and six overall, Coach, and, and, and you look at, you know, some of the teams in the non-conference games that you've played, you don't shy away in typical, you know, Pewaukee fashion. You want to come play us, uh, come on to play us, and, and we'll – We'll take our chances with with it. You you you, uh, you beat a good East Troy team and then uh, a really good Catholic Memorial team, eleven to five. Um, how much do you know about Thomas Moore? Uh, we know they've got three really good arms, um, so we, we feel like they can pitch. Uh, their shortstop is a really special player. Uh, Alex Alicia is going to Louisville. Very very talented kid. So they, they've got some really good players, um, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Coach, and I ask everybody this, and every you know everybody normally gives me the same answer. But did, how do you look at this? Do you look at this like we have to get through game one to get to game two, or do you think, look, if we can if we can pitch our number two to get to game to the second game and then have our ace ready? How, how do you guys look at it on at, over at Pewaukee? We we plan one game at a time, um, and uh, you know we'll we'll. We'll go at them with with everything we have, and and just kind of go from there. 
The winner of uh, your game will play the winner of Kettlebrain Lutheran and and Whitnell. Uh, Kettlebrain Lutheran um, beat the number one seed University School two to one. I, I can't imagine you know too much about Kettlebrain Lutheran or and, and Whitnell. I'm sure you're doing because as coaches we don't look ahead, but we work ahead. And so I'm sure that you know Whitnell you're you're familiar with Kettlebrain Lutheran probably not so much, right? Yeah, Whitnell's on the other side of our division, so we play them every year. We're very familiar with them, and uh, we're we're doing our homework on Kettlebrain Lutheran as we speak, and and trying to be ready for all possibilities on Tuesday. Hey, Coach, health-wise, you guys uh, pretty healthy, and is everybody available uh, for you on Tuesday? We're we're yeah, we're pretty healthy. Uh, you know, our our number one returning pitcher, Logan, um, you had Tommy John surgery last July, and. Uh, has, has been on the mend. He's been able to play and hit. Um, he was kind of just at a point when we were starting to, to try to throw him and have him see some live hitters and had a little issue with the flexor tendon in his arm, so we've had to be cautious with that. So he's a we'll, – we'll see if we if we continue to advance. But, uh, you know, the rest of the staff has, has been awesome. We, we're really deep. We've got seven or eight arms that we feel really comfortable with in, in any setting. Um, and, and Nick Dobeck, um, you know, our other senior – uh, has, has been fantastic. He just just wins uh, whenever he gets an opportunity to pitch, and and um, so he's been great. And you know, Tuesday's game against East Troy, we threw a no hitter. We threw five different pitchers to wow. combine for a no hitter in a playoff game. So we we feel good about our depth, and we'll look at matchups and and figure out what we do inning by inning. Coach, when you look at this roster, you know there you, there's you're not going to lose. I mean, there's some quality seniors on this team. But the the number of of seniors is 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 it four, five five, five seniors, yep, and, and they've the, been awesome. I mean, yeah, coach, you, you there there's some junior sophomores, and it, is there some freshmen up on varsity? There are, yeah. That's one thing that I think was different for us this year that maybe contributed to, to a few of those tough losses. We lost six games all by one run or two runs, so it, you know, never showing up and not been competitive and in the game, but. Last year, we had five seniors and five juniors, and those 10 kids were really all everyday-type kids. So we graduated that senior group, and even though some of the more notable, you know, we've got Carson Hansen and Nick Dobeck and Logan Doberstein in that senior group now that were juniors and super talented, all, all kids going to play in college, but we replaced the senior group that left with uh, a couple of sophomores and four freshmen. And so, you know, those kids had to make an adjustment. They had to learn, you know, how to win at this level, and and I think some of those lumps that we took, you know, at different points, some some really tough losses, um, games we felt like we should have won, but that we didn't. You know, those were learning opportunities, and I think we feel like we're playing our best baseball at this point. So, yeah, and coach, you as you know this, and you know, I think as coaches we realize this when when you have freshmen and sophomores, and if sophomores didn't play varsity last year, by this time of year now, there, you know what, things have slowed down for them a little bit. Now, now it, it's not you went from eighth grade to playing varsity baseball. Everybody looks a little bigger and a little faster, and the, the pitchers are throwing harder than, than some of the guys you've seen at your age group. And now when, when it, we get to this time of the year, these, these freshmen that are playing, they realize they belong at this level. Yeah, no doubt. you got 28 games under your belt, and, and you've, you've had that opportunity to acclimate. And uh, So, yeah. Hey, uh, Drew and Owen, are they brothers? Uh, Drew is my nephew, and Owen is my son. Yeah, so my brother and I each have one. So you got three Dobersteins on this roster. I bet the guys in the conference are so like we got to get Logan out of here. 
But guess what? There's two more coming, man. They've got to be tired of that last name when they see it in the lineup all the time. Yeah. But that's good, right? Let them be tired of it. Yeah, for sure. Hey, yeah. how do they um, – As look, they're, they're cousins, but they're probably more like brothers, right? No doubt. Yeah, they get along really well. Um, both both in the lineup right now, both playing? Uh, Owen has pitched for us more non-conference type games. Uh, he's done a really nice job. Drew DH'd each of the first two playoff games and had a hit each night and uh, is filling that role. So, Hey, how hard is it for Logan um, not to be getting up on the bump every couple days? Hard. It, it's hard. And it was we were so close, you know, the, the procedure that he had put him in position that that uh, he, he had a chance to, to pitch, but uh, so that, that that's hard. But um, you know, it's a it's a tough rehab, and you got to do the right things to try to make sure that he gets all the way back and and has the opportunity to pitch at the next level. So, yeah, no doubt with that. Hey, coach, when uh, the beginning of the year with this with this group, and and you said, look, we've had a couple of of losses that you know maybe um, later in the year we would have gotten because we're starting to play really well right now. Have, did you know coming in that you guys still had a chance to be really, really competitive? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we've got – I mean, Carson Hansen, he, I think he's probably the best hitter in the area. He, what he's done the last two years is just unbelievable. And Nick Dobeck right on his heels. And then you had the other seniors, Jack Sambic, uh is hitting over 370, their everyday catcher, and, and just, just been a great leader. And Luke Sofa is another kid, big kid, great body, great – great arm, uh, good swing, and he hits for power. And so we've got a group of guys that have, that have been there and, and uh, have done that. And even in the junior group, we've got a Gavin Bowen, a left-handed arm, who's going to Alabama, Birmingham, a Division One pitcher, and a Logan Schill, just a gritty, fast center fielder who's, who's been awesome for us. He's another three-sport kid, uh, was awesome for the football team in the fall and was on the basketball team, state championship team. So, you know, you have a, just have a whole bunch of kids. And, you know, to me – the biggest thing, and there were times this year that I thought, you know, selfishness can creep in a little bit, right? You start thinking about, you know, I don't want to bunt, right? You know, I, I'm thinking about my average if I'm in a slump or whatever. And every, we're all humans. Everybody deals with that. But down the stretch here, and I think Wednesday night against CMH, it was on display. The, the way they love each other and how hard they play for each other um, is really a different and unique thing. And I've coached a fairly long time, and so I know – you know, how different and special that is. And they just, they care about each other and they are all consumed with trying to win and, and do something special. So, Hey coach, last question for you. Um, you guys got to state last year, Menominee Falls in the quarters, um, knocked you out. Do you think that that experience for the, for the seniors and the, and, and the junior sophomores, anybody that was on that roster, um, th- that helps a little bit right now. They know the routine on, okay, if if we can get through some of this, this is this is what happens. Um, th- does that help? I, it does, and I think you know, as special as our season was last year, I think it left our returning kids really hungry. I mean, we we had an 18 game winning streak to start the year last year. We went through the regionals and sectionals. We outscored our opponents 36 to nothing, um, and we had to go to a state tournament. And not only did Logan get hurt, but Grant Ross, our other Division One pitcher, who was awesome. Uh, also towards UCL and wound up having Tommy John surgery. Oh, my goodness. And we went up there and had to play without those top two guys and still, I think, acquitted ourselves well in a Division One setting. But but we just we felt like we had a state championship team and, and really played at a state championship level all season. And, and that taste of 
not seeing that happen um, was really hard, and and but but it leaves you hungry, and I, I just sense a determination in our guys uh, as we headed into the postseason here, and I hope they can keep that keep that determination, and we can go go do this. One hundred percent. Hey, coach, thank you so much. It's good to catch up with you, um, and and good luck. You know the the uh, the school and that community right now is is look they they have won a lot. And, and that does something. I think that for other kids in different sports to watch football and basketball, I think now it's like, hey, we want that too. And there's something to be said about, you know, when, when a school starts to get on a roll like like Pewaukee has that everybody wants to, to, to get involved in that. So, hey, good luck uh, this week, Coach, and, and hopefully I'll be talking to you in a weekend or two and, and you guys are still going. Really appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Adam Doverson, head a baseball coach at Pewaukee. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Bob Lewis is going to join us. This is our first segment, talking to Rick Majerus' story, and he's going to be the first out of the box. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.